Bridgerton Bitches. Today we are doing our book club and we are talking about the second Bridgerton book, The Viscount That Loved Me, and we're on chapter two. Also, we just like to have a really big shout out thank you to Laura, Erin and Grace for being our latest uh, donations. And if you pop to our Facebook page, we made you like a little Lady Whistledown style shout out. So thank you so much. And for anyone else that would like to help with our hosting fees, please click the Ko-Fi link in our bio and come along to our quiz on the 7th of August. Tickets are only £3. Cool. How are you, Nats? I'm good. $3, which is actually less than £3. So ka-ching, bargain. Nice. Yeah. I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I'm good. It's super hot here, as I think the whole world is at the moment. Just a massive generalisation there. I'm so excited about chapter two. When I got to the end of it, I was like, no, I was loving it so hard. Yeah, it was pretty good. And, and yeah. it's quite different from the TV show, what happens in series two, isn't it? Sorry, series two, chapter two. So great to make some comparisons. Like Colin actually has a personality, which I was enjoying. I know. Spoiler oh alert. God. I'm so excited. Shall we just, uh, I'm going to give you like a t- two second summary of the chapter and then we'll just begin, shall we? I can't well, wait. Sure. I think we should summarize as we go along, right? Just like we did really quick. Time? Basically, okay. in chapter two, I'm, it's happening. I can't help myself. Sorry, Chris. No respect. <laughs> you obviously wear basically, the trousers. In this I wear the trousers. And, yeah, I do. Um, basically, chapter two, Colin meets Kate and throws Anthony and Kate together in their first dance, which we don't see in the chapter two, but it's all about the lead up. Boom. That was nice, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would have been cool to lead up to that. And I feel like you just threw in a massive spoiler as to what happened right at the end of the chapter. Right. But I'm going to let it go. Okay. Let it go. I'm so sorry. Okay. I'm excited. I couldn't help so myself. let's start with the beginning of the chapter. Um, and it's an excerpt from Lady Whistledown, isn't it? And she's mm-hmm. talking about um, how in a gossipy style that, ooh, uh, Anthony Bridgerton's been seen dancing with many eligible ladies mm-hmm. at the Heartside Ball. I thought it was interesting that the tone of the Lady Whistledown in the book is pretty much exactly the same in the TV show. Mm-hmm. That's they kept it the same, right? Yeah, very tongue-in-cheek, very nice. I kind mm-hmm. of feel like Lady Whistledown is all like, mm, maybe Anthony saw my previous comment about how he's a total rake and he's not going to settle down because now he's dancing with lots of women. Do you think Lady Whistledown needs to get over herself or do you think Anthony is reading Lady Whistledown's article and does care? That's a really good question. It's like chicken and the egg sitch. Mm. I think that people in the ton are kind of influenced by Lady Whistledown. Mm, I don't think Um, he cares enough I think he'd already decided he wanted to settle down before he read mm, that article or maybe on a subconscious level he might care a little bit I mean would he even read Lady Whistledown like would it have been considered like a piece of like something you wipe your bum with in terms of quality but I feel like his family read it and he knows that his family cares what people think I don't know in those days your reputation was everything but you're right maybe he doesn't care Mm. So at the start of this chapter, um, Anthony has asked Edwina to dance and we see a conversation between Kate and her stepmom, Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kate is really annoyed because she's like, I don't want Anthony anywhere near my sister Edwina. Mm-hmm. But what I noticed was strange is that she doesn't call Mary mum or mama mm-hmm. or mother. She calls her Mary. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure in the TV show, she does call her mother. Oh, I don't remember that. 
Yeah, because you you thought she was her real mother and you got super confused. Do you remember there was that yes. whole episode where you were like, I was like, she's the stepmom. And you were like, no, no, she's definitely not her stepmom. And then you Googled it and you were like, oh, remember that? Yeah, no, I don't remember that. That never yeah, happened. So I thought it was really mm. strange how she was calling her Mary. And I thought maybe, I... maybe because. I think I got confused because there was that lack of clarity. I don't remember her calling Mary mum which is maybe why I got a bit confused okay well basically Kate is trying to say to Mary look Anthony Lord Bridgerton is a rake surely you can understand why he's not suitable for Edwina Mm -hmm. and I feel like Mary's really not getting it and she doesn't seem bothered and she almost kind of thinks like maybe she's got they kind of make it sound like maybe Mary's a little bit infatuated or kind of charmed by Anthony did you get that impression yeah and the mum thinks that he would be and I quote a super catch for Edwina so okay you think a guy with definite STDs plus Mm -hmm. crabs is good for your daughter I mean is she thinking of the money I don't get it yeah I was I could feel Kate's frustration I was like surely you understand that a man who's a rake cannot be trusted to make your daughter happy he's not going to be faithful and yet the mum's like oh but his mum's lovely and I'm like she's like phased by the Bridgerton name the Bridgerton family and the matriarch which a lot of people are and I just thought oh come on wake up love what was really similar in the book to the tv show is the sense that Mary isn't quite not quite with it that's not the right way but she doesn't get it she doesn't seem to have Edwina's she's not thinking about Edwina's Mm. well-being in the same way that Kate is Kate's really overprotective and I don't and in the series we see that Kate is the the guardian really isn't everyone's got to get through Kate to get to Edwina whereas the mum doesn't seem that bothered like oh yeah anyone will do as long as he's handsome Yeah, I remember um, us talking about this and how we felt like the mum was such a pointless character in the show. And you were like, it would almost be better if the mum had died years ago and it was just Kate trying to find her sister a partner. You're right. Kate's the one. Her mum is as useful as like a chocolate teapot. She doesn't, she's not looking out for them. Like Kate's a responsible one. Kate's trying to convince her of this. And I feel like it's just not really going in. I just don't understand. And I also don't know why Kate has become the guardian of Edwina. Is it because she's got a little bit more sense? Like, is Mary just a little bit blinded by love because she had such a wonderful experience of love and now she just sees every suitor as, as perfect? I'm just Yeah, maybe confused. she's just more romantic, whereas Kate is more logical. Like, Mary's thinking with her, well, she just seems to fancy Anthony. Yeah. So we all know what she's thinking with. Yeah. Um, but Kate's thinking with her head. Mm. Um, which is a bit frustrating frustrating. but Mm. what I thought was interesting did you notice that Kate finds it a little bit difficult to say she loves she's to say I love you to the mum no I didn't get that vibe I love this conversation by the way because I I liked that mama Mary was like you've got to try even harder when you're the stepmom to make that child yeah and then she within that conversation she says I love you to Kate and then Kate kind of goes you know you know that I I and the mum just puts her hand on her arm and she says yes and it's not till later on in the conversation where she says I love you and I love Edwina I just I just think that's interesting because we know in the tv show towards the end of the season um Kate kind of says that she finds it hard to express like 
because she feels unworthy of love and I just yeah. feel like that's a little bit of a hint to that the fact that she finds it really hard to say yeah and then in that scene does Kate call her mother uh I don't know because I've heard that Kate calls her mother and it's a nice connecting moment but now oh. I'm thinking oh did she because well she says something like Mary gave her everything but didn't make her call her mother so it's almost like Kate respected that she didn't wasn't forced to do that yeah so that was a lovely moment yeah and what I thought was interesting is Kate acknowledges very early on in this chapter that Anthony is handsome Mm. did you notice that she was like basically Anthony's handsome he's he's tall he's got chestnut hair that falls over his eyes and I think yeah the actor that plays him sounds like a really good match Mm. yeah it does sound good um yeah so it does frustrate me that Mary is like not getting the whole rake thing she should be thinking about her daughter's future and her happiness um Mm. and what I thought was funny was uh Mary was like well you know um Edwina should be the one that gets to decide uh whether he's good enough for Edwina and Kate then points out that actually what Edwina wants a scholar and Mm -hmm. she says uh Anthony Bridgerton does not seem the type to spend his afternoons bent over musty books in a library and I was like, nope, definitely not. No, I was thinking he's bent over a desk and um, going down on a woman maybe. But then I was like, yeah. oh, actually, that wouldn't work. Um, no, that would he's work. He's got Sienna bent over a desk. Exactly. Thank at you. At some point. Um, yeah, so the next thing that happens is that she meets Colin Bridgerton. And this threw me because... I feel like this just there was no connection at all between uh, Kate and Colin. I don't even remember them saying hello to each other in the show. I wish that what comes next in the book had been kept in the TV show because I just yeah, think it I would do. have been great to add this for Colin. Yeah, it would have made us like Colin. Like Colin. Mm-hmm. So basically, what happens is she um, is introduced to Colin. He approaches her and straight away she's like, oh, he looks just like Anthony mm. um, and he's very handsome. Mm-hmm. And he kisses her glove. And uh, I thought it was interesting that her real name in this show is Kate Sheffield and they changed it to Sharma. Mm. Um, and then Mary clearly fancies Colin, too. She's yeah. like, oh, hello, Colin. Like, he's a good looking guy. Yeah. Um, and as soon as she realizes that, oh, he's handsome, but he is actually Anthony's brother. She says, you are a rake as well. And mm. I was like, oh, my God, rude. And then straight away, she's mortified because she realizes how rude she's been. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. Um, I just really love the banter. The way that Colin is portrayed in the book, he seems quite smooth, quite cool. Um, yeah, he has, really way, like... he has lots of witty exchanges and repertoire. Repertoire? I actually wrote down a little bit of their dialogue um so when she accidentally says that she's a rake on account of his manner and his looks um we see rather a flirty Colin so Colin says um well Kate says it had occurred to me that you might be rather like your brother that is all and then Colin says my brother the visc and then she says, the Viscount, she said, thinking it must be obvious. I have three brothers, he explained. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, he now sounds she terrific. Felt, I know, right? Now she felt stupid. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, too, 
he said with great feeling. Most of the time, they're a dreadful nuisance. <laughs> oh, God, this I guy. I sounded like Ron from Harry Potter. I was um, getting Harry Potter vibes, but more like um, the trolls. Yeah, I was getting a <laughs> troll vibe. I channeled my inner troll. But yeah, see how funny are. Colin is. He's like sparring. Yeah. I love it. He's, he's sparring with her. He's witty. Um, he's charming. Mm-hmm. We don't see any of that in the show. No offense, no. Colin. No. Um, and I, he has a cynicism about him, which I liked. So basically she was saying, you know, well, a woman doesn't want to rake. He can't make her happy, mm-hmm. um, especially in marriage. And then he's like, well, surely any girl's happy with a title and wealth. Mm-hmm. And this is what I come back to with this double standard that I talked about in series um when we were analyzing series two I was like it really bothers me when Kate's like oh you shouldn't care about Edwina not having a dowry blah 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 and I'm like hang on you came to London with the sole goal of finding a rich titled gentleman you didn't come here looking for love you didn't want to marry Mm -hmm. a country bumpkin you wanted your sister to have someone rich with a title so you are double standards really hypocritical and I think this is kind of what Colin's hinting at I think this is where the book and the series is different because in chapter one of the book, Kate says something like she would have been quite happy actually, like just getting together yeah. with a country bumpkin. And actually Edwina's quite happy with a scholar. Um, so in the book, True. I don't think she is driven by money and, and titles. No. I think that's Mary. But in the TV mm. series, we don't find out what Kate wants. And she does want her, she does want her, she wants her sister to be happy first and foremost. And she wants some title and money. I disagree because in the book they say they've had to save up for five years to come to London to net um, a a wealthy guy. And if they don't accomplish this for both girls in this season, they have to go and live in a shitty cottage in Somerset, like Sense and Sensibility. Okay. Like eating gruel and shit. So I just think it's hypocritical. And I think that's, I like that Colin basically called them out on it and said, well, you know, surely all you want is a title and lots of money um and I was like yeah go Colin yeah go Colin and and actually um you know she wants it all she wants the money and the title and she wants love and she wants to be treated well yeah and I just think well in real life maybe I'm being a bit cynical but maybe you need you know what are you offering here love do you know what I mean yeah and maybe that's what Mary's thinking she's thinking okay Kate he's a rake yeah but he's hot Mm-hmm. He's got a title. He's got money. Suck mm-hmm. it up. Maybe. Maybe that's where Mary's coming from. Maybe Mary needs to express herself more clearly. Maybe it's Kate that's got these. And actually in the series that was reflected, Kate's got these grand ideas of what love is. But really, money, attractive title, really attractiveness is a bonus. So Mary's probably thinking ka-ching, whereas Kate's like, oh, no, but this, but that. She's got a very mm-hmm. idealistic view. Yeah. Um. What I liked, which I might start doing myself. So basically, Kate drinks too much lemonade and she needs to pee. And for some reason, she doesn't want to say that. So she says, um, instead of saying, I need to, oh, mate, I need to go to the loo. She says, uh, I promised a friend I would meet her. And that's her excuse. And I'm like, I'm going to start using that. Hang on a second. So the last time we spoke, we were talking, Colin was talking to Kate. Mm-hmm. And then... I thought she excused herself to see a friend because she doesn't want to be talking with him anymore. If you read it, she says something like having drunk five glasses of lemonade and what that can do to one's bladder. She had to excuse herself, but she didn't want to say that. So she says, 
I must meet a friend. And I just thought that was a fun, rather than saying I need to powder my nose, which used to be like the old saying. Yeah. I feel like you might have skip read that bit. Yeah, and maybe I need to read it again. I think I was just loving the bant so much. I might have skipped over that. Um, there was another bit of dialogue between Colin and um, Kate that I liked. Okay. Um, so I think Colin says something like, uh, would you like to meet my my brother or something? Um, no, that's la- I think that's later on. Ah, uh, okay. Well, regardless- So basically, after she excuses herself, Colin goes to Anthony, and that's when he starts stirring it all up. I've no. But what I was going to say comes just before that, so it's chronological. So basically, they're talking about her meeting Anthony, but beforehand, and he says. Oh, you might enjoy Gregory's Gregory's company as well, he allowed. But as I said, he's only 13 and likely to put a frog on your chair. And she says, and the Viscount, and he says, is not likely to put a frog on your chair, he said, with an utterly straight face. So what we see with that dialogue just before they part is Colin is kind of hot in terms of his dialogue (laughs) and his banter and he's really clever and now I think I love Colin from the books. Thank you very much. Yeah, I feel like if they'd had this scene in series two maybe I would have warmed a little bit to Colin mm-hmm. um I don't know why they chose to leave this out well what they do is rather than have Colin they get that Mr Dorset guy to distract mm. Kate and I guess they made it in in the tv series they made it as a bit of um a bit a source of conflict whereas here it was more like a bridge to them meeting each other and like a brotherly prank like brotherly yeah, yeah. um yeah. Yeah, so then Colin goes to Anthony, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. And he's obviously planned this all out in his mind, which took me ages to get this. Yeah. So he goes to Colin and says, oh, you must uh, meet her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and around this time, Anthony's just finished dancing with Edwina and he basically says, she'll do. So yeah. that's his his way of saying, yeah, I'm going to marry this woman, she'll do. So it's very cynical. It's very lacking any romance or love or anything. And in this, um, and in this scene... Um, in this scene it gives us a bit from the author's perspective it it sets a scene in terms of everyone's now aware that in order to gain Edwina's hand they have to go through Kate so there's a little bit of dialogue from the author there to set the scene and then it becomes clear that potentially Anthony sent Colin towards Kate to field her out a little bit did you get that vibe that's what happened Anthony sent well, so first of all, I thought that was the plan that Anthony had sent Colin to warm her up. But it's as you read on, you realize it's not. It's, that's not what's happened. Colin is pulling a prank. So if we just if we move on to that a little bit later, because that that's kind of uh, what opens up. But um, first of all, when when Colin's like, you know, you come and meet Kate, Anthony is so arrogant. Mm. He's like, oh, a shy, aging spinster. Um, that's going to be easy and and kind of Colin is feeding into that arrogance by saying oh yeah she's a shy aging spinster she's probably never received attention from such a man as you yeah. and I was like oh my god proper ego messaging that's so gross yeah and then Anne Anthony proper big head says well mm. I don't want her to fall in love with me I just need her to approve to see my sister and I was like wow get over yourself yeah you so worried all these women are going to fall in love with you boo-hoo I guess he's so used to everyone being like fawning all over him and he's handsome and wealthy and rich that maybe he is like there's no challenge anymore 
<laughs> he's almost bored of it. Yeah. He's like beating them back with a stick. Yeah. Um, so Colin is playing up to Anthony's ego and he's mm-hmm. basically setting this all up. He's probably getting his big wooden spoon out, stirring it all up. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gets Anthony um, to meet Kate. And did you notice again, just like Kate, the first time Anthony sees Kate, he notices she's confident and he could not help but find her attractive. Dot, dot, yeah. dot. I like that. I like that he finds confident women attractive. And he also says that he that he was surprised at how attractive she was. I think he'd painted a picture of her mm. to be different from how she was. So, yeah, and he, he notices that straight away before they even meet when he's watching her. He's attracted to her confidence because he's like, okay, I know her sister's the diamond, her sister's elegant, her sister's pretty and petite, but there's something about Kate's confidence that he Mm -hmm. finds attractive immediately, just the way she's walking through the room. And he even justifies her height. He says she wasn't so tall as like an Amazonian woman. She was just taller than her sister who barely reached five foot. So already he's seeing her and appreciating her. Yeah, I can remember and then they they introduce and he makes a mistake straight off by comparing her to her sister and you can tell she's wild by it because straight away she responds and you are almost as handsome as your brother so straight away he's like oh hello feisty so before that happens as soon as they meet as soon as they are introduced to each other he notices that something is off with her And the author says that when Kate says nice to meet you, she's doing it through clenched teeth. Okay. So already he's quite, he's obviously someone who picks up lots of vibes. He's good at reading people Mm. and he notices about her and he thinks it's odd. Um, Then he says about how Miss Sheffield, he murmured unthinkingly, you are as lovely as your sister. Now, before I read on, I wanted to ask you what you thought of that. Like, how would you have reacted if he'd said that to you? Mm it's just gross it's like how you might talk to a little girl it's not what a grown woman wants to hear no and actually you're right Anthony's supposed to be a real charmer with the ladies like he should know that yeah well it's it says he murmured unthinkingly so I think he's just so used to being on autopilot not really having to watch his words not really ever being challenged on anything he's almost like on autopilot and with her next comment she forces him to like watch what he says and actually pay attention to what he says yeah and also I think the other difference as well actually is that everyone else is charmed by the Bridgerton title straight away so Anthony doesn't even have to make any effort because everyone's so all they see is the title oh the Bridgertons the Bridgertons where she doesn't give a shit about that um so you're right he his normal charm doesn't work on her yeah and I like that she sparred back with that comment and then that's when Colin has like a little chuckle doesn't he he has like a cough or a tickle in his throat and mm-hmm. Anthony suddenly realized he's put together yeah he's been played and he's like oh you little and Colin says I might go get some lemonade and then Anthony says make that hemlock which I thought was quite funny mm-hmm. and what I also liked is uh when they were coughing and he was like oh tickle my throat he was like sure it's not and Anthony says to Colin perhaps a guilty conscience because he's like oh you get you've totally set me up here this woman clearly doesn't like me yeah yeah but it also says sorry and Kate as well is on the same wavelength because she's also smiling because they want to show that they're on the same wavelength she's figured out what's happened too she's not just some sort of like oblivious woman who's got no idea what's happening 
Yeah, and um, straight away the narrator says that Anthony is itching to do battle with her. So even though I feel like in the show, I just thought, oh, Kate's being defensive and rude. It's difficult to get that across in the TV show that actually Anthony's enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't really pick up on that in the TV show until later on. But yeah, it's clear from the book that straight away he's into this. I don't know. When they, in the TV show, when they meet uh, on horseback, she's a little bit prickly there and a bit mm-hmm. bantery. And he smiles. He likes it. Um, she says something like, oh, I've got, um, the, I've got a winner's race to, to race or something. And he smiles because he's lost the race or the competition. Um, and again, when they meet outside the conservatory and she eavesdrops in the TV show when he's talking to his male friends um, and there's a little bit, he's smiling at her and she says, it will take more than a charming smile or something to win me over. He says, mm-hmm. oh, you think my smile is charming? So I disagree with you. I think from the start, the TV show did make it clear that they enjoyed the sparring together. I don't know, though. I felt like sometimes he just seemed pissed off with her and irritated with her. And like that's when he gets his friend Dawson to try and distract her. And then she gets really upset when she finds out what he's done. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if he actually really enjoyed doing that with her, he wouldn't have needed to do that. And I don't know, I just felt like there were times in the TV show where it just seemed like he was actually just a bit exasperated by her cock blocking him all the time. Yeah. But maybe yeah. that will come up in the book later on. Yeah, maybe. I was surprised how early on in the book, we're only in chapter two, and he's identified an attractiveness about her already. Yeah, I was, I was surprised. I was expecting this to build up chapter three, chapter four, maybe, or even, yeah, for him not to realise any attractive quality about her until way into their relationship. Well, I feel like that's what happened more in the TV show. It wasn't mm-hmm. this soon. Oh, okay, no, sorry, apart from the horse... But then when he finds out that she's sister, he's like, oh, shit, I no longer like her. Whereas I feel like, yeah, it took, definitely took longer in the TV show. Although in the TV show, I feel like he did like her on the horse and he did like her outside the conservatory. And then when he finds out that she's Edwina's sister, then that's when he starts to get frustrated because of the cock blocking. Yeah. Um. So what I love next is Colin, who's some kind of, um, I don't know, puppet master in chapter two and not in the show, uh, decides it'd be funny to make them dance. So he manages to make it awkward enough and to for them to be too polite to abuse to agree to dance with each other. Mm. Um, and as Colin's setting this up, uh, Kate is clearly about to try and get out of this. And what I really liked is Anthony cuts over her and says I believe you're about to say something you'd regret (laughs) Mm -hmm. and for some reason I liked that and I think maybe what you said earlier it shows that he's really he's clocked her straight away he he seems to understand he's able to read her very well he knows she's about to say something rude to get out of this um I don't know I liked it yeah I like that she resisted wanting to dance with him and she said something like I'd rather not or she's a, you can, she starts a sentence that's like clearly very negative and he sort of swoops in and then he says something, but I think you'll say something that you'll regret. And then she was like, regret is not something I see in my future. So I like yeah. her quick repertoire, repertoire. I can't say that word either. Repertoire. Oh my God, like by count all over again. Oh my God, flashbacks. Um, and then we end the chapter, don't we, with him dragging her to dance. So I just wanted to talk about predictions. What do you think is going to happen in chapter three? I have no idea, to be honest. 
I got some suggestions that might help mm -hmm. get your creative juices going. Um, so I think in chapter three, do you think it's going to go into the dance scene or do you think it's going to go into Kate arrives home, sweaty and hot? Yeah, from I think the latter. The latter. So yeah. do you think it's too soon for the book to go into the intense dance scenes? I feel like that's something that needs to be built up. Yeah, yeah I agree. I so. And then I think as well, do you think it will have Anthony reflecting on the dance with Kate and thinking about her or not really? No, I think that'd be too soon. Okay. Um, I was thinking as well, how funny would it be if in season two, it has like Colin like pleasuring himself thinking about Kate. <laughs> like, wouldn't it be funny if in, book, in the book, there's this actual love triangle between Colin, Anthony, Kate and Edwina that the TV show didn't use? <laughs> so, you know, you never yeah. know. You never know. I'm thinking in chapter, chapter three, um, that there maybe there'll be a scene where the brothers are talking about Kate in a shower room or maybe in the bath spa. Maybe they've got like oil all over their bodies and they've got like a towel, like really small towels that are more like little face towels, like wrapped around them. Um, I just think that would be really nice imagery for chapter three to be set in. What do you think? <laughs> um, yeah, maybe that would have... Uh created a little bit of jealousy and threat there as well if Colin had been interested in Kate rather yeah. than Mr Dawson I guess and maybe that's what's gonna happen Colin Colin yeah is rebounding after Marina and he starts looking at Kate thinking oh yeah well um, I don't know what happened in book one I don't know if the whole Marina thing with Colin happens um, in book one because right, book one yeah. is Anthony no no yeah. Daphne is it oh no, isn't the first book in the series Anthony because it begins with A? Oh, well, no, because this is the second book and it's Anthony. Okay, I just thought <laughs> we assumed... Oh, no, I thought we assumed it was the second book because it's the second season was based on Anthony. Do we even know? Um. Well, no, because we know he marries Kate and we're reading the book and he's just met Kate and this is the story of Kate and Anthony. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying because the British series starts with Daphne, but I'm pretty sure that Daphne's story, The Duke and I, is book three of the book series. And I think the book series starts as book one. Okay, book now I'm really confused. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that would something... make sense. So I don't, that's what I'm saying. I no, don't think the... but they haven't even explained who the Bridget, this is why, oh, I don't know. Now I'm confused. Mm. Does it say on the back of the book? Um, no. It doesn't say book. This is the second. It says the second of Julia Quinn's best-selling and beloved British novels. Okay. And then was the first one, The Duke and I? Yeah, I've just Googled oh, it. Yeah. Okay. But you're right. Why are they alphabetically named, but not alphabetically the stories are told? Hmm. So do you think in chapter three, um, we're going to get much of an idea from Anthony and Kate about their thoughts towards each other? Or do you think it's going to be like third person, Anthony was like really into Edwina selling her lots of gifts and stuff? I don't know. I think it might, I think we might see Kate hate Anthony more and mm -hmm. be angry. Yeah. Mm. And like be confirmed of how much, it, I would like to see in the next chapter them talking in the, in the dance. But yeah, I think we need a bit more suspense, don't we? Um, mm -hmm. maybe there'll be like a, a, a garden party in chapter three where they're all thrown together maybe something like that will happen 
Yeah, I mean, I in terms of the writing style, I, I am enjoying it. Mm. I think it's easy to read. The chapters are short. Um, I did actually enjoy chapter two a lot more than chapter one. A hundred percent. I really enjoyed it. It's really it. easy reading, isn't it? Mm-hmm. If, if anyone listening is reading along, um, come and comment and let us know what you yeah. thought of that chapter, whether we missed anything. And what you think is going to happen in chapter three, if you haven't read chapter three yet. Mm. Yeah, was there anything you wanted to add? No, that's everything for now. Cool. Um, lovely. Well, yeah, give us a follow. Uh, share with any friends that love Bridgerton. Come and say hi on Facebook for Bridgerton Girls is our Facebook page. We'll be doing chapter three now. Amazing. Can't wait. Cool. Thanks for listening. <laughs>